welcome to Beaver Tracks, a damn good podcast, where we bring you inside the world of OSU and share a behind-the-scenes look of Beaver Nation. I'm Corey Kimmel, pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm the Regional Admissions Advisor for the Portland metro area. And I'm Delta Lee, my pronouns are they, them, theirs, and I'm one of our two Regional Admissions Advisors in Southern California. Thanks for joining us today. So Del, we have two amazing guests today, and I actually know both of them from my time at OSU. Uh, Grace and Kenya, welcome to the pod. Can you please introduce yourselves for our listeners? Hi, I'm so glad to be here. My name's Grace Burleson. I use she, her, hers pronouns, um, and I graduated with my bachelor's in mechanical engineering in 2016 and then had a dual masters in mechanical engineering and anthropology in 2018. This is going to be a well-balanced podcast with all the things we increased it. Um, But hello, my name is Kenya. I use she, her, Aya pronouns, um, and I got a Bachelor of Arts in History and a Bachelor of Arts in Speech Communication, and I graduated in 2017. Oh my gosh, I love that. I'm so excited to pick your brains about those very different areas of the college. Um, So yeah, thanks so much for being here. But before um, we get into more about your time at OSU, do you mind talking about what you've been doing post-graduation once you've left? Yeah, I can go first. Um, So I'm currently, I went directly from my master's into a PhD program. So I'm currently a PhD candidate in design science at the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. Um, And I study socially engaged design processes um, with the goal of making products and technology um, actually improve people's lives instead of harm them. So that's that's what I do. Okay, Kenya. Um, Yes. So, uh, you know, professionally, I since graduating from Oregon State, I've worked in agencies and nonprofits with more of a political focus. Um, And I currently work at a nonprofit that's trying to hold tech companies accountable through education and legislation. And I work a lot more on the digital side. So if you think um, like petition forms, social media, um, websites, anything of that sort, that's what I do. Yes. Come through saving the world. You too. I love that. (laughs) I do think it's really cool that you both, even though you were in completely different like spheres in your undergrad that you both are working on kind of like that social and equitable access lens. Um, Grace, can you talk a little bit more about like those designs and the just everything that you just said? Cause it went a little bit over my head. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. And it's, I need to work on explaining it too. Cause when you get yeah into your own research, you're in your own bubble and you don't know how to explain anything. But I think one of the examples I like to use that I think showcases this is the, the design of the pulse, um, oximeter. So it's the technology that a lot of folks have been using during COVID to help, you know, understand if maybe they need to go into the ICU. So it kind of measures your oxygen levels. And there's many studies that show that this technology works more accurately on folks with lighter skin than folks with darker skin. So this is just a great example. Well, it's not great. It's an important example of how the design decisions that engineers make throughout like when they're developing products can have really direct impact in people's lives when they're using technology. Um, So that's exactly what I study. Like what are engineers doing in their process to make these decisions um, so that we can hopefully improve the products that people end up using. 
Wow, that's amazing. And Kenya, I actually had the same question to you. Like, what companies are we holding accountable? Like, what are you working with with those nonprofits? Yeah, so we're taking on all the big names. Um, so we're taking on like Google, uh, we're taking on Facebook, uh, Twitter, even. Um, we actually just made some progress on one of our campaigns, which was to stop the deal, um, to stop Elon Musk from buying um, or acquiring and purchasing Twitter. Uh, mostly just because it would be really harmful to our information ecosystem um, when powerful billionaires are owning all the mediums in which we're getting our information. Um, So that's kind of what we're working on through direct campaigns or through legislation um, in states like California and also at the national level. That's amazing. I'm just so impressed. Um, Can you, because it's all so impressive and Again, you just both ended up in kind of similar roles from your undergrad that were very different. Um, Can you just elaborate on how you feel like OSU prepared you for everything that you've been doing and accomplishing over the last couple of years? Sure, I can go first. Um, So as I mentioned, I did double major in speech communication and history. The work I do now is really comms focused. Um, I don't want to like diminish that at all, but I think an underrated part of my experience was pivoting last minute to getting a second major, which was history. I do feel like a lot of the skills I learned as far as writing, using my like analytical brain, being concise, I use a lot more now in the day-to-day. And then speech communication also paired with, ironically enough, being a tour ambassador, um, I think really helped me in the professional world with um, getting that first, you know, really big professional experience getting to meet folks from all different walks of life, um, I just think really helps set me up for success. Yeah, I would second the tour ambassador experience, learning a lot of uh, additional skills and experiences. Um, I think for me, so I'm in a design um, PhD, which is inherently very interdisciplinary. And so I thought And I still think Oregon State um, is amazing to be able to kind of learn from a lot of different disciplines. Um, Like Kenya mentioned doing the double uh, major. I only did one uh, major for my undergrad, but I was able to do two for my master's. And and that's not a common thing to be able to do that so easily at one school. Um, And I think that totally set me up for success being in a very interdisciplinary PhD program. And then I think also just the experiences being able to travel and study abroad um, that I took a a part in at OSU um, helped me with that kind of cross-cultural, you know, being able to get outside the cultural bubble that you've grown up in and kind of experience um, other parts of the world was, you know, invaluable. Absolutely. Thank you both so much for sharing. And I hope our listeners can start to really put meaning to these words that we talk about a lot, right? You heard Grace say interdisciplinary, Kenya studied liberal arts, but now you can kind of see how that like actually plays out um, in someone's experience at OSU. Um, so, you know, speaking about experience, I would love to hear a little bit more about what you both were involved in at Oregon State. Um, can you tell us a little bit about any clubs, or organizations that you you kind of joined? And also, Grace, I would love to hear maybe a little more about that study abroad that you did. Sure. Yeah, I studied abroad uh, in Denmark at the Technical University of Denmark my junior year. Um, I got a scholarship from the Honors College. I was in the Honors College. Um, and so that helped me uh, participate in that program. And that was super fun. I took some engineering classes abroad. So if anyone tells you engineers can't study abroad, they're lying to you. It's something that everyone, any major can study abroad at Oregon State. So 
Um, that was something that I think I assumed like, oh, engineers can't do this. But that was just, I think, something I made up in my head. It ended up being totally possible. Um, another program I wanted to highlight was the MECOP program. And for, I totally can't remember what that stands for. <laughs> it's been a long time. Um, put in the comments. Um, anyway. <laughs> Multiple engineering cooperative program. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was great program. So um, as an engineer in your junior year, you can, um, you know, join this program, you get matched with a company in the Pacific Northwest to do a six month um, internship. So I was matched with Intel. And um, that was at the time the dream and quickly during that internship realized it wasn't for me. But I'm so glad I had that experience. And and it was, you know, paid, which was amazing um, to have that opportunity. Um, and then I, when I came back, because it was in my junior year, I was able to come back my senior year and try out other um, research and other um, kind of career opportunities, which is when I discovered Oregon State's humanitarian engineering program, which is now the career path I'm on. Um, so, so yeah, you can kind of join all these different clubs and organizations um, and opportunities to kind of see where you want to end up in the the dream that I had my, you know, sophomore, junior year ended up not being now what the dream is. So. I am so happy that you addressed studying abroad as not even just an engineering student, but also an honors college student, because I get asked both of those, if students can study abroad, um, also that you got a scholarship to study abroad and you took engineering classes abroad. I think that just really in one sentence, like knocked down a bunch of kind of those myths about studying abroad. So um, to thank you for clarifying all of that. Um, Kenya, your turn about what ev- everything you were involved in as a student. Oh, my goodness. Um, taking it really back. Um, but I think I'm going to highlight a few like notable ones or ones that like me a lot to me. Um, so one of them was I volunteered with into OSU where I got paired with an international student um, and we got to have a really neat cultural exchange so I got to learn a little bit more about them well they got to learn a little bit more about the U.S. American culture even just more about Corvallis Um, so that was something I really enjoyed Um, something else I did we all kind of did was intramural sports I participated in intramural basketball and we also participate in intramural soccer. We had a soccer team called the Torminators. I hope that it is still happening. And if not, that's okay. Um, And then I think the last really big one that I want to like point out and give a shout out to is the camp program. So that's the college assistance migrant program. Um, It's a program that's designed to support students from like migrant and seasonal farm worker backgrounds, um, specifically for their first year in college. And I can just wholeheartedly say that I would not have graduated from Oregon State or be where I am today without that experience, that support, and that community. And I think I had a full circle moment when then I became a mentor my final year um, at Oregon State for that same program. So it was really exciting to just have a little bit of a full circle moment there um, with a community and group that meant so much to my experience. I think I just watched Del's heart break <laughs> on the screen. Um, but Kenny, you really threw me back with the uh, intramurals and Torminators. Um, I do believe the Tormasters have a volleyball intramural team that they play on instead of soccer. But 
Um, I, I still do talk about the Terminators. I always give them a shout out. Um, but I, you know, besides clubs and organizations, um, you have both kind of talked about a job on campus. And if our listeners have picked up on it, all three of us were tour ambassadors at OSU, which is how we all know each other. Um, so can you talk a little bit about why you liked having an on-campus job, what it was like, um, some benefits, and I don't know if you want to talk about why being a tour ambassador is the best job on campus, in your unbiased opinion, that's also great as well. Yeah, so I had a few campus jobs. Um, the tour ambassador one was my favorite. And that was something that was probably, I mean, one of the best experiences at Oregon State. It was so much fun to kind of step away from class and engage with like prospective students and spend time with like awesome coworkers and, and great bosses. And um, yeah, it was, it was really fun experience. I think um, some of the other roles you know, there's like just so many opportunities to make income, like while you're a student. Um, my freshman year, I was doing uh, some math tutoring in in one of the dormitories. So anyways, that's a job. So I did that a little bit. Um, but ultimately, I ended up really enjoying the tour ambassador job. Yeah, I loved having an on-campus job. I am incredibly biased towards being a tour ambassador. Um my like pitch for that, but also just like my love to all the people on this screen is just, um, I really don't think our paths would have crossed otherwise. Like Grace is an engineer. Corey um, was in the College of Science. I met people from like the College of Agriculture, College of Business, like different interests, different like sports that we all like to play. And um, one thing we had in common is we all loved Oregon State. We loved giving tours and having a good balance of being in the office, but also being out and about and walking and using our presentation and people skills um, that really brought us together that otherwise, I don't, I don't know if it would have. Um, and so I'm always just so thankful for meeting a lot of my lifelong friends through that job. Um, but from like a, you know, work school life balance perspective, having a job on campus was really helpful just because I'm someone that like, once I'm up, I'm up. And I like to just maximize my time as much as I can. Um, so one thing folks will learn is that a lot of on-campus jobs are really flexible towards your schedule. So I can't even remember the shift times anymore, but sometimes it was like, oh, I'd have a morning class, have a two-hour break where I would go to the library, and then I'd have a three-hour shift at the campus visitor center. And then I'd have a class like an hour after. And it was just nice to feel like I've done so many things, really utilize my breaks in between um, to just make the most of it. So I really like that as someone who just needs to stay up once I'm up. Otherwise, I am definitely a not person. I will not come back out. I really love hearing kind of the earnest love that y'all have for Oregon State and how that kind of common love brought y'all all together as tour ambassadors. That's amazing. Um, and I'm also kind of picking up on some other pieces of student life for y'all at OSU, which is student support, right? So Grace, you mentioned that you're a tutor. Um, in Kenya, you mentioned uh, the camp program. So I would love to hear a little bit more about how you all were supported academically on campus um, and what are some of the resources that you took advantage of? Yeah, I think so the academic tutoring and the opportunities to get help from other students or professors is just, it's everywhere. And that was something that going into college, I thought it would be so difficult to, you know, get a hold of professors or get help when you need it. And it felt really intimidating. But in, at, at Oregon State, that just 
doesn't exist once you're actually there. There's, you know, set times for office hours and things like that. So um, I think that was just regularly available. One of the things I wanted to mention about support and resources, um, two of the, pro- and I don't remember the names of these programs, but I do remember like the impact that they had on me. Um, there was a couple food assistance programs. Um, there was a, there was a food pantry on campus that they had set times you could go and you can kind of pick up stuff. And then there was also a program that gave you some additional funds on your meal plan card every term. And those were two programs I utilized as much as as possible, especially at the beginning of college when I was still only working part-time. So I just wanted to highlight that, that, um, you know, a lot of students are worried about money rightly, rightly so. And so those were really helpful for me. I also um, had a few services on campus that were really helpful. Um, I did use tutors. I use them through the College Assistance Migrant Program, um, but I know that we do have at least probably more, but I'm, as you can probably pick up, not in the sciences or anything that broad, Um, but I know we did have writing and math tutors available. I think a lot of them by appointment, drop in hours. I think the writing tutors you can even like email your essays to might have evolved since I was on campus, you know, just a couple years ago. Um, Another uh, kind of service I want to highlight is counseling and psychological services, just because I had a really rough day, something like just a lot of stuff's just not going my way. And I remember I was able to talk to a counselor, um, I think that same day, and it was just enough to get me back on course, really get me um, back to where I needed to be. So I always um, love sharing that, especially, you know, college can be a stressful time for some folks or, you know, ebbs and flows. um, It totally happens with that. Um, And then I think another one I want to shout out just because I can laugh a little bit about it now, but I've also um, even used student health services. I like sprained my ankle once and I got to utilize that service. And it was like a small, you know, kind of like clinic, got the care that I needed on, on campus. And I was like, you know, Grace and I are sharing all these different resources. I'm realizing, yeah, like Corvallis is its own town, but like Oregon State also felt like its own little town within itself where you just had a lot of things available for you if you needed. Yeah, thank you both for sharing. Um, We do, just to touch on kind of Grace, what you talked about, we do still have our food pantry. Um, We have the SNAP program, um, which might be kind of what you were talking about. So the um, Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, um, definitely Student Health Services, CAPS, they're all amazing resources that we have on campus. And Del and I always love touching on student support services because I used a ton of the academic ones. Um, so it's always really nice to hear about those other ones that students can utilize as well. Um, but to finish out our interview with you, we want to do just a quick activity um, to go over some of your OSU favorites. Del, will you take it away? Yes, drum roll. Awesome. So first one up for y'all, what is your favorite place to get coffee? Mine was the library. I feel like I was their number one customer. Actually, Grace might have been their number one customer. <laughs> library was pretty up there. I, w- I would pick Java Stop in the MU just because of the aesthetics, you know? <laughs> the aesthetics give me also, they give me um, like Gilmore Girl vibes or something. <laughs> All right. Season on campus between fall, winter, spring, or summer. 
I have to say fall. I mean, you can't beat fall in Oregon. I was going to say the same thing. It has to be fall. Just like all the the leaves are different colors. It's just like, I'm smiling so much just thinking about Corvallis and like Oregon state in the fall. I love that. Okay. Favorite place to study. Kenny and I spent a lot of time in that library. Um, But I think my favorite place was the MU, the Memorial Union. Yeah. It's really nice. I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) It's like you all work together for a long time or something. Why did we spend so much time in the library if we had a different favorite spot? (laughs) I don't know. The hours. Best hours. All right. Favorite athletic event to attend. And I think I know Kenya's, so we'll see if I'm right. Uh, Mine is the basketball games. They were really fun. I was right. I went to my first OSU basketball game with Kenya. So that's <laughs> the only reason that was my guess. <laughs> awesome. Um, I'm going to say football. Although now that I'm at a different university, I really wish I had taken more advantage of the free student tickets. I thought that was normal for universities. So for anyone listening, that's not normal. And it's rare that Oregon State <laughs> just gives free s- tickets to their students because I have to pay for tickets now at the school I'm at. So... <laughs> Amazing. I'm going to give that a go beeves. <laughs> <laughs> go beeves. Um, okay. I'm curious about your favorite cultural resource center event to attend. The annual salmon bake at what used to be called the Native American Longhouse was um, always super fun. Mine was the luau. Um, I went once and my mind was blown and the food was so good. The food at those events is by far always the best. The salmon at the salmon bake, best meal I would have all year. Um, Okay, transitioning again, favorite building on campus? Definitely Kerr. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The Memorial Union, I love that building. I'm laughing because I was shocked when you said that because I'm like, who's going to go first, me or Grace? Because I was going to say the Memorial Union. Um, I can't even think of another another one. It's just, it's unmatched. Okay, this isn't in our list, but what is your favorite part of the Memorial Union since we've touched on it so much? I feel like it's, it's, it's not a specific part or something that you can, like, you know, tease out. It's like, the whole feeling in that building, it just, I feel welcomed. I felt you could study, you could nap, you could eat, you could have a meeting, you know, it was very much like multi-purpose and it was always a good spot. If I had like 30 minutes in between like two kind of like, um, activities, where would you go? You would go and sit in the Memorial Union, you know, Mm -hmm. very valid. Everything she's, yeah, everything she said makes a lot of sense. I'm like, wow, I need to go to Corvallis like tonight and go to Oregon State. Um, I think mine was just like those, um, like tables, chairs, um, like you walk up the steps and then you see all the flags. Um, I would study there for 40 minutes between classes or like have a one-on-one with a mentee, um, or meet my mentors there, or just like see where my friends were at and just talk to them. So I'd say that area specifically, but yeah, Grace covered it best. I love that. Folks definitely go visit the MU. This is the place to be, of course, on campus. Um, As a foodie, I would love to hear a little bit more about your favorite place to eat either on or off campus. Kenya, why don't you go first? So Grace doesn't steal your answer. (laughs) 
Grace, you better not steal my answer. Um, no, I was going to say local boys because the time that I went back to Corvallis a few months ago, um, I just couldn't go and not stop at local boys. Um, and that is off campus, but basically on campus, it's like across the street. It's pretty much on campus. That's the first place I ever ate in it. I, I support, I agree. <laughs> I, there's so many that come to mind when I think about food, um, on campus, I really like North porch cafe. Um, it was quick and healthy off campus. I don't know. I know this isn't necessarily like a full meal, but Benny's donuts, if they're still there, I miss them. They are. Yeah. And they, cause they have, I'm gluten-free. So they have gluten-free donuts. So for anyone who needs a gluten-free donut, that's where you, that's where you should go. So good. Yes. And I second North Porch because I loved their like lemongrass tofu, like rice bowl. So good. I also always go to local boys whenever I'm back in town. So (laughs) great options. Okay. One of my favorite questions to ask, what is your favorite orange item that you own? Yeah, I would say just any of my beaver gear. I have a ton of um, like t-shirts and things that have orange on them. Um, they've become my favorite, like workout, sleeping, public t-shirts. I actually will always carry typically an Oregon state one whenever I'm abroad or I'm traveling. Cause I'm just like, I don't know if I get a go bees while I'm abroad, that would just make me feel good. Um, and it's happened once or twice, but I usually make it a point to pack something, um, beaver, uh, Oregon state related when I'm traveling. <laughs> I have a handful, only a handful of my Oregon State shirts left. I feel like it's good. The years are going by, but my favorite orange item is my Dyson vacuum. Um, it is orange. <laughs> and being able to afford a real vacuum was, you know, that's when you know you're <laughs> starting to make it in life. Um, so that's my favorite orange item. I love that. It's a game changer for sure. <laughs> Okay. Wrapping up here with, um, maybe like a sweet moment. Uh, I would love to hear your favorite or, you know, most heartfelt OSU memory. See, I'm actually going to change mine. Cause I originally was going to say like rushing the field when we beat our rivals, the ducks. Um, but this whole podcast is like taking me back. And I think my favorite memory is camp has a, specific graduation ceremony for their cohorts that are graduating. And I think just having an intimate ceremony with my family and being the first in my family to graduate from university was really meaningful for me. And I, and I didn't cry. I did it. (laughs) That is so special. Kenya. Mine is also a graduation memory. Um, it, you know, I love the tradition that Oregon state has where you walk to the graduation ceremony And it's always, you know, doctorate students and then um, masters and then undergrads. And so during my masters, I had decorated my cap with, uh, if you know, the SpongeBob meme where it's like, you know, I had been there for seven years is how long I was at Oregon State with my different degrees. And so I said like seven years later in that SpongeBob font. And so we were walking down, um, you know, to go to graduation and I heard like students whispering like seven years, you know, these are, you know, students who are graduating with their undergrads. So they're probably thinking like, wow, she took seven years Um, with three degrees though. So it's okay. But I just remember feeling like, oh my gosh, I've been here for seven years and I'm, this is like ending. And it was so many emotions. Um, 
So that is like definitely, I can just picture that moment in time so clearly. Oh my gosh. Those were so great. Yeah, Kenya, you got me teared up. I know. Kenya has a habit of doing that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, thank you both so much for joining us today. Um, That leaves us with just one more thing before you go. On the count of three, can we get a go beeves? One, two, three. Go Go beeves. Yes, love to hear the unison. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope that you can join us for our next episode of Beaver Tracks. It will be a damn good time.